When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Jobber sliding into our DMs. Uh, I'm Andy Harrow, and uh, this week I'm in the Scott McDonald role of alternating between punditry and awkward hosting. Um, alongside me tonight is a man who will pop your specious argument with a killer stat. It's Craig Anderson. Hello. Uh, and I'm also beside the man who there's a fine line in killer Spotify playlist, Tom Watt. Mm, thank you very much. Yeah, I, uh, that sounds weird, but there was one Spotify playlist you did put on your Facebook. I did get some good songs off of that. Yeah. So that's what I Good, good. Uh, so yeah, it was a, a weekend with plenty of goals uh, and plenty of drama. Uh, and none more so than at Fur Park, where uh, Motherwell and Dundee shared seven goals. Yeah, if you're Dundee, if you're going to go down, go down fighting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if right, if you've been fighting for goals all season and you get ahead, don't immediately concede. Mm. And then you get ahead. Like Dundee were ahead twice in this game, and in the entire game they were ahead for a combined three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> fool me once, uh, <laughs> I'm fool. Fool me twice. Uh, you're the fool, and fool me three times, and you're getting fucking relegated. You did better than George Bush there with that one. Um, Just a, 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 a wild game. Um, looked really entertaining, and looked as well as if um, like Dundee, who really, really needed. To, you know, they had to win. They had to win, mm. and, and lots of things went their way. You know, like uh, they they got ahead. They got ahead again. They managed to um, 
they, they showed enough fight when they went 3-2 down to immediately pull it back. Then Motherwell get a man sent off. Then Motherwell apparently get a penalty, which is <laughs> which is overturned, dubiously mm. overturned. Um, <laughs> there's this strange situation of uh, um, James Horfield being booked for time-wasting <laughs> in the 90th minute. I, I mean, like, so I read this. So I read the, the tweet from the Dundee Twitter account where it said Horsfield booked for time-wasting 3-3. Uh, and I was like, yeah. And then I saw a couple of Dundee fans replying to him saying, like, oh, fucking idiot. Or, the, you know, the, mm. the usual t- Twitter replies that you would get. And then I went on Pine Bovril and I looked at the thread and I'm like, surely there's a mistake here. And someone went, that wasn't at the game, a Dundee fan went, oh, I'm sure that's just a Twitter guy being a dafty. And then someone went, no, he was like, <laughs> did waste time. And I meant to try and find the incident to watch yeah. it back to see exactly what it did. But in what, in what world is taking a 3-3 draw against 10 men when you're six points adrift? Yeah. Well, well, uh, Jim McIntyre talked about that Dundee needed to have better game management at 3-3, but the sense I got from that was about the defensive aspect of it rather than trying to go for the win. You think four, a 3-3 draw at that point is pointless. They, 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 need to, they need to win. They had they had half an hour. You know, They had half an hour to, to make their numerical advantage count. And what was wild about this... Is I think Motherwell had sixty percent possession mm. in their yeah. game with a man down, and, and I think the 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 um, the winning goal when it ultimately came told you so much about it. It was five v five in the Dundee box <laughs> when <laughs> Motherwell are a man short, and Dundee like this the defenders were just all wandering. And yes, they maybe had, somewhere had it in their head that. You know they had the commitment forward, and there wasn't that much difference between losing it and drawing the match. But mm. just no real comprehension of the situation that they're in, or or how to manage it. I think for for Motherwell going down to ten men, the fact that uh, Gordon went off, which I think it was a red card. I think both both mm. challenges yeah. were this the second one's ridiculous when you're already booked. But the fact that you went, um, it, it just Turnbull just was like, right, that gets that idea out of my way, and now I'm just going to run the entire midfield on my own, um, which is which is what he seemed to do at that stage. But yeah, for Dundee, the fact that not once but twice you you go ahead, you it, it basically points to the fact that yes, you are by far the worst team in the league. You're going to get relegated. You're now almost certainly not going to match Gretna's points total um, that they actually achieved on the park. Everything from that game is exactly what you expect from relegation yeah. fodder. The, the totally lack leadership. I think that's one of the issues that when you're three three, you've got a man extra, and you've got about half an hour to try and win the game. That that's where you would expect kind of the a cool cam head in the middle of the park or elsewhere in the pitch to kind of pull folk together, start getting on the ball, start making things happen. And yeah, they've scored three goals, but it's kind of been in a chaotic game where nobody's taking control over it. It's actually David Turnbull who is the person who is the is capable of that leadership and ending up wins the game. And it, I mean, is there anything else we can say about Turnbull now that, that we haven't already said over the past six or seven or ten weeks? No, not really. We've got six and ten now and just... Uh, just so much fun to watch. I feel yeah. like anything, there's anything new... To be Motherwell's top goal scorer when you're a midfielder and you didn't come into the team until... November yeah. uh, is in itself quite an achievement um, beyond the fact that he's also very talented at, yeah. at what he does um, and, and they've almost kind of hasty came in and um, blaze of glory and they've kind of forgotten about him <laughs> yeah. Jake, Jake who um, and they'll make a wee bit of money off hasty fair enough but um, 
Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely need more off Turnbull unless unless this is like some flash in the pan, but you can't see it because he's just no. so good. I mean, his touch is good. He's scoring. He's getting assists. And I think what's really interesting is his season, almost his season, his season alone will give Motherwell's entire season a bit of revisionism as if they were mm. this great, exciting, attacking young team. Whereas for the first four months of the season, they were dire. They were playing players out of position. They had no pace in the team. Yeah, they were very one-dimensional. Yeah. And Robinson's job was in senior, serious je- jeopardy. And he's almost single-handedly has revised this as a season of transition, as a season where they've, they've blooded all these youngsters, some of whom they won't get to see next season. He, I mean, he may yet be one of them, but at least they'll get a big fee for him. And there's a bit more optimism mm-hmm. about the season almost entirely on his you, you say You say about the other youngsters, but, but one youngster who'd got his first goal for the club was James Scott. And for me, Scott, um, the goal, it was a nice finish and all that, and it's, it's good for the, for the young player, but Craig Curran, what the fuck are you doing for that goal? You're, <laughs> okay, he's not a defender, but he's back in his own box and, and he's he's doing nothing. He's making no effort to challenge a player. And for a guy, if you sign a striker or a, or a forward player who's doing a bit of running and all that, and that's what he's there for, and he's, oh, you work hard, he's not scored a single goal, um, or, or at least not for weeks, I don't think he has scored, and then he's not even contributing the hard work that you want to see. It's like, Every aspect of that team, is, it's just there's just nothing mm-hmm. there. Ralph is maybe the one. Bright Sparky scored a, a really nice header, then he was forced off with injury. You're ju- you're just looking at them and going, "Yep, you're quite yeah. quite rightly going down." I mean, it's it's almost now. I think it's it's not obviously they're they're going to finish bottom. It's how bad are they in the pantheon of bad teams? And we've, we've talked about it before. And you know, you mentioned the. Uh, they're not going to. They're not unlikely to match Gretna's total. They're looking at being around the level of Dunfermline mm. and Livy sides, which had far more troubles than they should yeah. have should have had. And, and Gretna, Gretna is worth pointing out. We're in the league in a season where two, uh, three Scottish teams got beyond Chris, Europe, got beyond Christmas in Europe. Yeah. Gretna were in a far stronger league than this one. Yeah. Well, um, even, I was just looking at like, average goals conceded per game. So Dundee currently 2.11 goals per game. That Dunfermline side 2.15, Gretna 2.18. So not a million miles away from that chance. To get anything close to those three teams, you have to go back to the 80s when... Morton conceded a hundred goals in a forty-four game season. <laughs> that is pretty Twice. good going. That's pretty good going. Um, are we surprised Jim McIntyre still in a job? I mean, I would say I'm surprised, but it, it it seems like they're just waiting until the end of the season now, and that they've kind of realised that their chance. If they were going to do anything, it feels like that time it's came and went, yeah. and, and they're now just hanging on till the end of the season, and I'll, I'll make a decision then. I mean, for Dundee's sake, I think I would hope that at the very least. They are taking the next month to go. What do we want to do next? Because they've got very few players left for next season under contract. Those that they do are not convinced by any stretch are going to be enough to, you know, challenge in the championship. Let alone uh, get them anything like where they they need to be and get them back up. And um, they need to choose their next appointment very carefully and make sure that they've got an idea of what they want to be next season I mean I think it's done I don't think anyone has come out of the season looking no. good they, they could get be going into a, a league with three part time teams in it mm. because well, mm-hmm. our both are definitely going to be there Aloha 
could be there, and then it, it could be fourth for Montrose potentially yeah. as well. Um, so it could be a very strong. Out, it could be a very yeah. It could be a very strung out league, and so it, it's going to be a very interesting league because you're still going to there also though have potentially United. You're going to have either of St Mirren or Hamilton go down. They're going to be amongst the favourites. Yeah. I'm not convinced in DR because they're going to be in the kind of same category as when United went down. Well, they're just a mess. Yeah, I I, I think they they would have more hope if St Mirren because they're in a, maybe a a more similar position in terms of the number of players that they're probably going to have to the turnaround of players and everything but it's Hamilton you can imagine a lot of the people they've got at the moment sticking with Hamilton because that core you know who's going to want them yeah. elsewhere um, talking of Hamilton it's unusual that you'll get a 3-3 draw in the Scottish Premiership and it's not the first game to start off the podcast um, Hamilton despite being 2 up at one point they had to have Aaron McGowan to thank for rescuing a draw against Livingston after being 2 up Um the first question and, and possibly the main question is Marius Ogbo, how do we pronounce his name? Because, or how do we spell it? We, we know how to pronounce it. But Hamilton, the, the, the thing I've got, I thought, I thought we'd agreed on this. It seemed like there'd been general agreement that there was a K in his name somewhere. The BBC rigidly are sticking to the OGBOE version of it. And uh, I, I don't know why that is. Well, it seems like. Both are real. I don't yeah, understand yeah, how yeah. that can be. How how can B <laughs> and K, K and P both <laughs> the same? No, no I don't but, know. But the, know. The, the B makes more sense. If you look at the O G K N P, that looks like a typo. That looks yes. like someone's like falling asleep on the keyboard. Yeah. Like I don't understand. But but Hamilton correct last week. Yeah, like, Hamilton they, corrected the BBC Twitter account when they uh, said that they spelled his name with the B O E version. So it's. It is one of the questions of our time, mm. and I don't think it's ever going to get answered. But regardless of that, he was actually quite a good player. He seems like he's making a, a bit of a difference for Hamilton. I mean, he he causes a lot of problems, I think, um, and he he only just looks like he's getting up to fitness now. But he he was creating absolute havoc and looked composed. And and it, it's a, I mean, if you'd said at the start of the season that a guy who'd spent you know they they they'd done a Hamilton signing and no one had really heard of him and he was going to be paired with George Oakley and that was going to be what's <laughs> likely to keep Hamilton in the yeah. division. Then you, yeah, it would have been one of the longer shots mm. uh, this season. But the, he's been he's been he's been good and I think he um, yeah he caused a lot of problems, especially winning second balls. He was causing uh, Dick that. Gallagher in particular a lot of concern yeah. for the first goal and he was yeah, I mean that's the thing he, he was kind of involved in those first two goals the header back across for the first goal and then winning the penalty which was I think one of the clearer penalties yeah. of the weekend yeah. I think it's safe to say um, and I guess they benefited a bit from Craig Halkett not being there as well so he maybe we, we didn't have to go up against them but Hamilton I mean it was a, a strange game in a sense that the under Brian Rice, I guess they just kind of attack, and it looked like it was going to be one of those games where they reap the benefits of that rather than the ones where they get absolutely spanked. And it seemed to be going that way for about sixty minutes, and then it all just fell apart. Yeah, it's like they bottled it and then showed a lot of bottles in one game. So <laughs> fair play to them, which is the most Hamilton thing to do. Yeah. It's like yeah. you, you can't put a finger on it. It's um, it reminds me of that um, fourth for um, team that got promoted from League Two, where they were about a million points clear at the top of League Two, managed to lose the league to our growth, and then managed to come back and still yeah. have the the guts in them to to win the playoffs. And it was a bit like that. It's like 
to 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 take that blow of conceding three goals and to most teams and, and it did look like they kind of fallen apart a wee bit and then they managed to dig out a goal which could be so important because at the time they were two 0 up and St Mirren were or, or, they were two 0 up and St Mirren were drawing. They then fell behind and St Mirren fell behind. But then when St Mirren equalised and they have fit to also come back and equalise and keep the gap the same as it was. That can be so important. They play each other um, either next week or the week after. I can't remember which. Yes, but, um, week, yeah. they, it's, it's just such a huge game. If they win that, they're, they're, that's them pretty much safe. I, I just can't see St Mirren winning both of their remaining matches. Although one of them is against Dundee. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but the... Um, yeah, it, it just it just is a funny one for them, but it, it's in kind of in keeping with with what Hamilton do. Absolutely, I think it's a absolutely a, a almost like a microcosm of what Hamilton do. They, I mean, theoretically, if you break it down, there is not a huge amount between Hamilton and Dundee. Mm. Like Hamilton have, uh, I think they're only marginally they've scored less than Dundee and they've conceded like slightly they've got a slightly better defensive record I think they've conceded 73 and Dundee have conceded 74 but they have this ability to occasionally have this, this chaos factor that we've mm. talked about and that they've got they've got guts and um, from being 2-0 up to very quickly going you know they conceded three goals in, in you know about 18 minutes something like that 20 minutes mm. very quickly to being three two behind, and then having having the wherewithal to go and, and find a, a, a point late on that will it's not going to be enough, and they're still going to have to get something from. They probably they probably need four points from their last three matches, but one of them is against Dundee, so <laughs> yeah. that that should be the gimme that they need. But they're I think both I, I think the, the 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 positives with both. Um, Hamilton and St Mirren is they're both looking like they've got a bit of fight in them yeah. Yeah, they, they'll both go into the if they end up in the playoffs there'll be a bit of a blow but they're not going into it the way Dundee would be which would be demoralised and, and just done for mm. St Mirren who we'll talk about later have shown character throughout the season and, and likewise um, likewise Hamilton for Livy I think uh, your, your man again um, celebrating the Togolese Independence Day with mm. a goal with uh, Steve Lawson who's quickly becoming um a podcast favourite, I think, um, and the genius of graphic design. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do we think it? Do we think it's him that's, that's putting them together? Or has he got somebody in the background who knows how to mop them up? I just wonder if, if it's not him. I don't want to know. No, I wonder if him and him and Duck and Nazon have got the same agent, um, <laughs> which have brought them both to Scotland <laughs> and is doing these these uh, bits of art as well. But yeah, I, but, I mean, it's funny, right? Because you think of a footballer and you think, well, obviously he's not doing that himself. But they've got a lot of spare time and everybody's mm-hmm. got a different interest. Uh, Jerome Tesla used to play for Killer, he used to go out and uh, do photography and he used to post all he used to have photography albums and really? uh, on Flickr and all this stuff. You've got a lot of time. Oh, maybe yeah, that's yeah. maybe that's what his hobby is. Now he's spending a bit of photos doing, yeah. yeah. Better than golf and college. Yeah, that is true. Um yeah, I guess uh, just touching all also for Livingston, Scott Pittman getting a couple of goals. And, well, Steve Lawson's maybe been one of those players who in the second half of the season is impressed uh, and certainly had a, a better second half than the first half. I think Scott Pittman's one of those players who has been pretty consistent over the course of the season. And he has been one of the... It was one of the questions at the start of the season as to whether he would be able to step up from, from the championship. Yeah. And he's done it no problem at all. Well, and, going, and, going from the junior yeah, to yeah. League One to the championship to the premiership, yeah. it's... 
It's a it's a nice new story for for Livingston. Obviously, they were they were safe a long time ago, so it's quite nice for them. I think that guaranteed it at the weekend. I think if I'm uh, not mistaken, um, the team who another team who aren't safe though are St Mirren, who again. I tell you, it was a it was a bit of a pain in the arse if you had headlines already written for three games on a Saturday afternoon and had to change them all. Um, but Danny Mullen scored with that absolute belter to rescue a, a yeah, for just Danny Mullen escape art. Yes. like if you if you buy into the, this theory on marginal goals and how much a goal's worth, which is obviously nonsense because there's much more in it, but it's good for discussion mm-hmm. purposes. Danny Mellon's goals have been worth eight points this season, yeah. which is you know, if you only got what twenty-four, <laughs> then you're doing pretty well. And they've come in, you know, they've come in key games when you they've arguably come in even bigger games than that because they're coming against Dundee, they've come late on in matches against uh, teams around about them, um, and a ridiculously good goal. Not just because it was an amazing strike, but it's like it's the perfect ninetieth mm. minute like relegation scrap or goal when it's like an eighty yard Hail Mary yeah. and it just goes up in the air and he's just up right. Yeah, on his wrong foot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and, and into, into his own team's fans, I believe as well. I think there were or wasn't it the end, was it? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, so because that's what you want, you want to No, I don't think it was. You want to bash it and then run immediately towards yeah. them. Yeah, uh, like like almost before the ball's in the net yeah. it's an incredible goal. Yeah. And the the other strange thing was that didn't ever seem like coming. It wasn't a, an especially good game with many chances had, and it looked like when St. Johnson actually took the lead, which is a, a pretty good finish from Chris Kane, that that would that would be it, and that St. Mirren had kind of blown their chance. Especially, uh, I mean, at that period, I think Livingston would have obviously been ahead in Hampton, so they wouldn't have looked too doomed. But just maybe giving them that that goal out of nothing. Maybe we'll do the same at Hamilton, but just kind of spur them on. Into, they're not losing many games in no. St. Mirren. No. They are. They are just. Yeah, it's a, it's a few draws and stuff, but they're not. A, they don't look like a team who are as bad as they are on yeah. the table. Is it is the problem though that again it comes down to goal scoring? Where Hamilton sort of have that chaos factor and can magic up occasional tonkins from nowhere that St. Mirren don't have that ability. Is that the? Yeah, they're, they're, they're really lacking. I mean, Jack Jackson's look good at, at times. He scored a couple of important goals. Nazon came in at mm. one point and scored scored a couple of times, I think, but. Yeah, they've not they've not had a goal scorer really in the team. Um, I mean, Hamilton haven't, but Oakley no. still. I think Oakley still scored more than any of um, of St. Mirren strikers that I can um, that I can remember. And so, it, it could come down to that. I think I think this match between the two is just going to be crucial. I, I do feel like whoever goes into the last couple of weeks in front should have enough, especially as you say, Tom, because they, they both have to play Dundee. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it does make a big difference. Um, <laughs> Um, if just asking just now, if you had to make a choice just now, who would you say out of the two of them is going to survive? Who do I want to survive? No, <laughs> uh, no, no. Who, who do? Because I think we all know we don't want Hamilton to survive. But uh, who who do you think will actually survive? I think, like all all kind of logic and quality of squad and everything that they've had in the last couple of weeks suggests to me that St Mirren will survive but Hamilton or Hamilton mm. and Hamilton would survive nuclear war <laughs> I, <laughs> the cockroaches of the Hamilton will, yeah, I, I, I have no doubt that Hamilton I think, I, think, I think Hamilton will get a result um, against St Mirren and that will just about drag them over it as much as I would absolutely love um, the heads gone of a Hamilton v Inverness 
playoff final <laughs> because it would be the it would be if any if any fixture if any fixture was ever going to get the playoff stopped <laughs> it would be that one. Um, yeah, it's not one I'd be making a specific point to. Watch at least, like, to at least if it's air, um, there's a there's a novelty to it. The fact mm. they've not been there before and, and it's. You know, there's a story there. Inverness won in the yeah, yeah, Premier League like two years ago. There's nothing not... thrilling about Inverness. And, and, and they would drop, drop off legs you know. as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, though, but one, one thing I would say about both teams is, I mean, last year, part of this all should not have been anywhere near the playoffs. And it was like they were just slowly sinking and slowly mm-hmm. sinking and slowly sinking and, and kept sinking. And, and Hibs a few years ago yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. They're just like sinking and to the point that when they're actually in the playoff game, they're so drained mm-hmm. of any kind of life. And they've totally forgotten how to win yeah. a match. That they were they were done by technically inferior teams. If that's yeah. not too disrespectful to the teams that came up, teams that should uh, teams that found it much easier to play yeah. against and had to go than, through than a number of games before. Yeah. They, before they and yeah, and you look at the other teams that stayed up, which was was Kelly, Hamilton, and um, I had it in my head there. Um, the third. The, the other team that stayed up in the playoffs, um, uh, Motherwell, Motherwell, yes. all, all fought, <laughs> fought their way into the playoff thing yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Like they, they, they were either in, either embroiled in a battle to um, to avoid bottom yeah. place, or they were um, con- like they were they were fighting to avoid always it. And they, it didn't, they didn't quite manage, yeah. but they, they they picked up a few results. Um, and yeah, you're not see, you're sorry, you're asking more of that this year. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think whoever had had you said, I mean, unlike Ray McKinnon, had you said to <laughs> had you said to either Hamilton or St. Mary in a couple of weeks ago, not even at the start of the season, a couple of weeks into the season, if you finish in the playoff place, it's not the end. Mm. Of, they would they would have conceded that it's not ideal, but it's not the end of the no. world, and they're ready for a a a head to head against. Sides that are not, yeah, incredibly good, indeed. Uh, so away from the relegation battle to uh, the other battle that's capturing nobody's attention, it's the battle for fourth. And, capturing uh, my attention. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if we go the Edinburgh Derby first, um, Hearts sounds like a better point for them. The late goal from Mick Piazu cancelling out that better on goal. Hibs should have won this, shouldn't they? Yeah, they, they've essentially had done to them what they did to um, a couple of teams in previous matches at the Rangers game where they absolutely robbed a point. The derby, the last time where it was probably, I felt probably a draw would have been fair um, and, they, and they they got the win. And, and this time, Hearts, Hearts made a really good start. Hearts, I thought, in the first 25 minutes of the game were on top and really taking it to Hibs. Um, Connor Smith, I thought, throughout the game was fantastic. Um for a young player to be to making either his debut or at least his his first start, and at that age to come in and be so composed, um, some of the football hearts were playing for a change was quite nice. Him and Cochrane were linking up mm-hmm. quite well, but then yeah, it just all disappeared, and it it was it was always obvious because they were playing several men down hearts in the first half. Sean Clare hopeless, Jake Mulroney hopeless, all the so centre half, all the defenders apart from Berra, eh, sorry, apart yeah. from Berra and Smith hopeless. Um, of course, you're going to eventually fall out of a game when half your team haven't turned up. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, 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 in theory, and in the way that the league's set up, you know, it, it's it's probably a better point for Hibs than yeah. Hearts. You know, they've not, they 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 kept on beating run going. They 
um, you know, none of the teams directly above them. What both of them, yeah. both of them lost. Um, they've still got momentum going, and they've, you know, they're still theoretically. It looks like they're probably going to finish above Hearts in the table. But I think psychologically, if you play as badly as Hearts did for sixty minutes and get something out of it and and could have nicked mm-hmm. it at the end, then it's a much yeah. much. Well, it's, it's, I guess it's one of the. On paper, easiest games they've got left is they're away to Rangers uh, and home to Aberdeen and Kelly, and obviously that Kelly game could be It's a rugby park, sorry. Um, so, so the Hearts games are an easy one on paper in comparison to the other the other games that you've got. And is that something for Levine? The fact that uh, they managed. To, I mean, there's a couple of things I guess maybe that are, that are positives for Hearts and, and Levine. The fact that Cochrane and Smith played, and you know, we talked about Motherwell and Robinson. They managed to rejuvenate themselves partly because of the young players coming in, and obviously this season it's a bit too late for that. But and who knows what's going to happen with Levine next season if they don't win the cup, or even if they do win the cup, I suppose. But that maybe gives them a wee bit of a sign of life that there's a there's a different way they can be playing next season if they rely a bit more on well, they've got, Cochrane and they've and not Lewis. just got those yeah. two. They've yeah, had, course, they've had yeah, young yeah. players who've kind of dipped in and out. they have yeah. a good they have a good young squad. Yeah. Whether and they, to be fair, they've had a young players coming through for mm-hmm. a number of years now. You know, like that that have gone on and played at a decent level and could potentially have earned them more money. You know, the Sam Nicholsons and the Josh Walkers and the yeah. uh, Jimmy Walkers, sorry, um, of the world. But whether Levine is the right man to make yes. most of that is kind of yeah, that's, for debate. Yeah, that's a fair question. Like the other positive and this is maybe one that nobody saw was that Hart suddenly have some squad depth. Mm. Is that yeah. <laughs> I mean, taking that uh I mean I don't believe that at all. But the fact that for a change Steve McLean came on, Oliver Bazanic came on, and Ryan Edwards made his first appearance. He's debut. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess the fact that they managed to bring all of those three on and they actually did make a difference for a change. Now, it's I, I, given the past evidence, you wouldn't suggest it might be a lightning in a bottle, and that's never going to happen again with those three players or, or any of those players. <laughs> but but is, it, is there something that can be said for the fact that those guys did come on and actually have some sort of impact? I mean, McLean set up Mick Pears. It, it was fantastic as well. With so much composure to that. Um, I, I um, shared it to absolutely no response on the WhatsApp <laughs> today. There was, uh, I thought that was a really similar goal to um, Hamilton's goal at Easter Road in the playoff final mm-hmm. um, all those years ago, where it was Jason Scotland got the ball in a very similar position and, and similarly used the experience where a, a younger, more impetuous player might have lashed the ball goalwards, saw the runner coming from the edge of the box um, and, and slotted it in his path. And it was the same for McLean, a lot of composure and found the right ball. And, and McLean's made a big impact um, in, in each of the last two games. He came on and scored um, against Rangers as well, um, and, and generally ru- kind of rustled Rangers' feathers a bit, or ruffled their feathers, rather, um, in a way that um, Hearts hadn't really mm-hmm. been doing. Mc- McLean, for me, is a player who I think should start the cup final. If, if Naismith's not available, um, put McLean and, and Nick Piazzo up together and just try and get in Celtic's faces. He's just a good player. He's, he's been there. He's won the cup. He's yeah. he's, um, he's done something. Craig Levine's never done and won a trophy. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just got yeah. that. Um, you kind of feel like he's going to need to do something over the next few weeks to actually do that because you don't really get the sense that Levine always seems to want Claire to play if Claire's fit. And 
you feel like McLean's going to have to score or assist or be really effective off the bench for the next few weeks. And you would, given they've got a couple of weeks to try things out, you think they would, they would get a start and it's kind of up to him to take it if that if that happens. Um, to, yeah, to talk more about, about the goals, um, Berra, I felt sorry for because he had a, a phenomenal game. It was back to the Christoph Berra of, of old. But then he obviously he has a own goal that he can't really yeah. do very much about. Before that, there had been a, a penalty. You could see it coming a mile away. Ekpiaz is so, 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 so slow. <laughs> and you can see him and the ball bounces off him. And you're like, no, he's going to, kick, <laughs> he's going to try and kick the ball and he's not going to get the ball. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and it happened. And um, I, I wasn't sure at first. I thought probably it's a penalty. And then you see the replay. Of course, it's a penalty. Yeah. McNulty... Um, in an awful run of form just now since, since he got that Scotland call up um, <laughs> which which in itself was, um, it was just a purple patch I'm not saying a purple patch he's a good player but you shouldn't be getting Scotland call up just off the back of scoring a wee run of goals um, and, and then in itself he's not scored since then I don't think or at least he's, he's, he's barely scored and it, it was it was hard it, was, it wasn't a terrible penalty but if you don't have the target you're not no. I mean, I was going to say, if you don't hit the target, you're not going to score. But um, David, David Gray proved that's not necessarily the case with uh, with his cutback off, off Berra. But, um, and then, yeah, Hearts, it's just such a lovely composed goal. But Hibbs had all those chances. Lamau, um he made a, a couple of really great saves. Um, and he, the the one from Slavka, Slavka should have done better. Mm-hmm. But um, Slavka's a player, he's a strange player to me because... He looks nice and neat and tidy, but I've seen so many times second bottom put him in, and Lennon did it as well, put him on to win you a game, and I just don't, I don't think he's a player that wins you a game. I think no. he's a player that is neat and tidy. And, ah, and, 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 and if you're if you're maybe ahead, that he just yeah, keeps he, like, sticking yeah. over for for a, a period of time. Interesting that the, the or or not the first own goal in an Edinburgh derby for seven years, yeah, scored by seven years ago by Marius Aliukas. Prior to that. The last one goal in uh, Edinburgh Derby was eight years ago by Marius Saliukas. Really? And proud of that, 12 years ago. And who was it? Christoph Berra. Christoph yep. Berra. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Circle of life. Wow. Yes. Um, a wheel within a wheel and all that. Yep. I, can't, I can't even remember the, the words of it. Um, anything else on the game? I thought that, uh, I thought that the, 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 the post-match heckin' But I mean, I'm maybe skipping ahead from no, the, 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 the post-match Heckenbottom, Kenneth Heckenbottom sort of losing it with Gavin Duncan was the first time he seemed weird. Yeah, so I, I, what was the... Is it, has there been any explanation as to, to why he was so tetchy? Or? Well, he, he said he swore at him and that, you know, fine... But it doesn't sound. He doesn't seem like the sort of man that would worry too much about some fruity language. No, yeah. um, and yeah, the, the the interview, the, the BBC interview afterwards, um, he seemed to get really riled up, and then sort of back off and look sketchy and, look, yeah. and you know said he'd knock his teeth in or something. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. So I mean, they're not under any pressure in the strictest sense of it. I mean, they're they're obviously fighting for fourth, but. Everyone that you would talk to would say that he's had a really impressive impact on the he's team. Not and lost I, a league, yeah, well, yeah, I mean they've drawn they've drawn three of the last four. So I suppose <laughs> there, there's maybe a bit of it where there's a bit of frustration for him that they haven't taken advantage of some of those. But the games that they played, uh, obviously the Harps game, uh, they played Celtic in that, and they played Kilmarnock. So, so 
they're not bad points in of themselves. So it seems strange. I can't understand why it'd be relating to anything actually on yeah. the pitch other than. It, 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 I mean, he's, he's a, he, he came in and he's had a free hit. Yeah. Like if if Hibbs had finished seventh, he wouldn't be any under any more pressure no. than he is now. That he, he came in to kind of do what he could to salvage their season. Has done more than that and has given them like an outside chance of finishing mm-hmm. in, in Europe. He's, got fans on side they've had a really good run of form they haven't lost since he's come in they're playing for better football again they're a much more exciting team to watch that's not that difficult from where they were but there's there's a buzz about them and it seems a strange game when there weren't a huge amount of contentious no Craig Levine just gets under people's skin that's but it's that it's that thing as well like it just sounded like it like I'm being trying trying almost to be a a grass it's like well, I'm sure that, like, okay, the referees are not supposed to swear at you, but you're not supposed to swear at them either. And you're not I'm really pretty... meant to tell them you're going to not. Yeah, no, 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 that's what I mean. But that's like, it's like it takes that a bit beyond. Like, yeah. I am, um, I generally tried not to swear. Well, I, when I, I used to referee, I, I generally didn't swear at players in a sense of saying, "Oh, you fuck off." Mm. But I might have, um, like, sworn on the pitch, for yeah. example. Um, if I've called a player over and I've been saying like don't do anything and sometimes you get the sense that a player might react well to a, a bit of swearing because they, 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 they almost it almost makes you seem hard to them or right. it makes it not hard but like you're trying to be on the not level so and you're trying yeah, 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 and you're like, yeah and so you're like no, don't, I'm like, maybe like oh, don't, you know, don't do anything fucking stupid uh-huh. for the rest uh-huh. of the game mm. and I don't see anything wrong with that and again yes they shouldn't be doing that but if if you're a guy that's going to be so offended by bad language that you're going to want to punch someone, I think that's mm. um, that maybe says more about you than it does. And it's just just a bit weird. But yeah. I, I think he's a weird guy, and I think he will. <laughs> I I think he won't be Hibs manager by the end of next season. That's my prediction because I just think he's he, he's, he's history. He's history at other clubs. Um, he's had strange spells elsewhere in England and stuff like that which is why he's here in the first place I just I just think mm. there's I mean if he, if he doesn't like swearing he's definitely in the wrong career yeah. anyway so um, <laughs> if, if we move on to the, the other game with two goals in it from the weekend uh, both of which were penalties uh, Rangers beating Aberdeen who according to highlights didn't have a single shot at all let on target or off target um, but two penalties and it's uh, Craig I'll, I'll We'll hand this over to you in terms of the statistics yeah, yeah, so that you had for this. So. 17 penalties that uh, Rangers have had this season, which is equals um, what I believe is the British and certainly the Scottish record um, set by Celtic in 2010-11. However, all of Celtics were domestic and Rangers have had three right. in Europe. Celtic got papped out of Europe in both the first round of both competitions that season. Under Neil Lennon, who has this Hmm. Um, reputation has been brilliant in Europe with Celtic. Uh, not always. Um, they got beat by Utrecht and Braga that season. But yeah, um, but they've scored f- um, fourteen of them. Um, Tavernier missed yeah. one of the the four they were awarded against St Mirren, uh, <laughs> and uh, he also he also uh, missed one against Kelly. In fact, no, there's yeah. fifteen because the four. He scored one. Yeah, So so if we talk about I guess the two penalties, fairly contentious. I think. It's, Safe to say, the first one, the Ferguson one, uh, my kind of opinion was that it's soft, but I can see why that's given as a penalty. Ferguson's kind of come across I, the I, edge, and it's. I thought it was a it yeah. was a foul, but he dived as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, can... Ultimately, there probably also was a foul beforehand. But if you don't give that foul beforehand, yeah. I do think Ferguson's leg tangles up with. It, it was a bit clumsy yeah. from Ferguson because I guess he's coming. 
in from behind. So like, the, the second one, though, I mean, even Stephen Gerrard said that wasn't apparently. I mean, it's it's nothing, is it? That's a compliance officer one for me. I yeah. think he, I think he 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 dived to to get a player sent off. Mm-hmm. He dives to get a player sent off and did win a penalty. It, it's. I mean, there's two. There's two things. That, I mean, for, first of all, Rangers absolutely deserve to, to win, and it's yeah. one you know Aberdeen are kind of walking wounded at the moment and don't have any attacking players at the moment. So it's not really that surprising. That, but they've had they've had some success. They've had a lot of success this season in Glasgow against Rangers by playing on the counter attack. Um, so set up to do that. Um, I think the the first one was soft, but I can and I agree with you. I, th- I agree with Craig that it was both. Probably a foul, and definitely, a, you know, mm-hmm. he he feels the contact. There's a split second, and then drags us yeah. along the ground. I mean, I mean, to be fair, like Paul Hanlon was the same. Paul Hanlon got a, a kick from Uchi and hit the yeah. deck, and mm-hmm. in, in a way that to exaggerate it. And yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. this may be a bit more obvious, but that that is kind of par for the course. He, yeah, unless like, unless you go down for some of these things, theater, no, uh, some things don't get them. I guess. And, the, but I think the the second one, there's. In in the first instance, it's bad that it's bad that he has played for a penalty and that to try and get another player sent off, and then he's rolling around on the ground holding his mm. face as if he's been, and uh, you know I'm sure Craig's going to give me lots of sympathy over uh, referee yeah, decisions. I'm, I'm, I, I was absolutely devastated. <laughs> for that was devastated. Contentious refereeing decisions, but um, given that in the same game, Jermaine Defoe punched Lewis <laughs> in the face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Nothing was given whatsoever, and then a minute later he was booked. Um, it was kind of frustrating from yeah. an Aberdeen perspective. To, uh, to, to, to be fair, because I, I do do feel if Jermaine Defoe had been on a yellow card, they would not have. No, he wouldn't have done that. Because it said yeah. in the commentary about that that if oh, he would be off now, because but he probably would have been off that. anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they'd seen yeah. him punch a player, this and so, so is that. So do we think that when I'll come back the default punching Lewis one in terms of or are they just going to my my opinion is that an incident like that shouldn't be because it wasn't so I think the I think the review process should literally be have you seriously done some act Mm -hmm. of violence that you've absolutely smashed someone however however that's that's not not actually what the rule is and it's also definitely not how it's been um, employed this season but the point it's been a tombola this season you've had Mm -hmm. incidents where there's been people cited from West but there's also been people who've done worse that haven't yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah. there's no consistency like Morelos in the old firm game had three separate incidents mm. where he could have been and wasn't yeah so, so basically we, we don't, don't know, know. <laughs> yeah, no. but I mean I, I do think it highlights one thing that um, like Rangers were, were uh, Rangers were and have been in the last few games much more solid much more um, ruthless their midfield looks good Kamara has come on like leaps and bounds and looks like the best player in the centre of the park. Just completely bossed that game, admittedly with with fairly um, limited opposition. Um, and they are—I mean, it, it has prompted for the third time in three years, James uh, Tavernier's now annual. We're reeling Celtic, <laughs> stop! Like almost like a metronome. He's like, right, so we're confirmed. Right. right press the button get it out. <laughs> um, so you know there is that but I think the the one thing that I, the, these games have underlined are, are, Rangers do have a discipline problem mm-hmm. they've had eight players sent off the season in the league um, the like Defoe didn't get excited for that 
But could he have you seen mm-hmm. it's easily a red card in the previous game against um, the game at Tawdry, the four two game when Raiders won? Alan McGregor retrospectively banned. Now again, that's a. I think that's probably yeah. does fall into the category of seriously injured uh, yeah. the player. But you know that that again, yeah. there's been there's been similar sorts of challenges that have been split. But again, if that's seen, it's a red card and a penalty, and it goes from being a three-two game to three-all. I think mm-hmm. it would have been at that point, and Rangers are down to ten men, and nobody has had more red cards. Like you know, last week Kelly got three red cards in one game, and these freak occurrences happened. But there's Rangers have more no, red cards can, than anybody just else. Can, consistently doing it, yeah. and, and yeah. some of them have been overturned, but there's others that have not been seen. And I think that if you are second place in the league, and these red cards are coming in games against Aberdeen, yeah. and Celtic, um, where they are going to be niggly, they they. Cooler heads are needed. Well, but it's also been in big, big European games. They went yeah. out to Russia and they played Dufa. Yeah. And they went yeah, down, yeah, in, they went yeah, down yeah, in nine yeah. men and yeah. they were fantastic with nine men. Yeah. But that could seem to know how to play, but they, they, they do it every single uh, game they play against uh, one of the teams around them. It's likely to be a niggly game. Somebody, usually Gerard, always comes out and says about, or one of the players, about how they need cap heads and everything. And then as soon as they go in the pitch, they kind of forget it all. But and it does uh, obscure slightly the fact that over the last month they've been excellent. They won three 0 twice, won three one uh, and two one, and they've and they've looked good and they they look like they're sort of adapting to how Defoe plays as well in terms mm-hmm. of as a striker. Um, there's a lot more in terms of sharper passing, edge of the box sort of stuff, and kind of starting to open teams up that way. Um, but I, I mean the. the if we skip on to the, the the final game that I haven't talked about, the league is probably done for them, uh, given that Celtic won 1-0 against Kelly. Uh, Jozo Simunovic harnessing the uh, ghost of Billy McNeil to, to head past... In the 68th minute? Yeah, in <laughs> the 68th minute, yeah. Yeah, there was a bit of... Uh, yeah, Celtic fans don't seem that happy that it yeah, wasn't... The semantics the of it, it's fine. Yeah, just yeah. whatever you want. But um, I, think, I, th- I think there's maybe two things about this game. Uh, one of them is the Neil Lennon side of things that he continues to kind of unimpress uh, as Celtic interim manager and that the longer the season kind of goes on, the longer, it, the more likely it feels like he's not going to get that job because every game is less it's inspired than still, the one before. still unbeaten. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know but, it, but it almost, because Celtic have, because we know the the levels that that Celtic team can reach, and they, and they reached it intermittently under Rodgers this season, they still did occasionally hit it, whereas under Lennon, that has not happened. At best, they've pulled out a couple of difficult wins from the fire when Lennon first came in, but that's been about it. And, and ever since then, certainly the last five or six weeks, they've not got the best out of a number of those uh, sort of their top players, Forrest, uh, Edward, um, you know, and Chan's been talked about he's had a poor season generally but those guys haven't performed um, and it was interesting actually Lennon also talking in terms of strikers he said he was on a scouting mission for Celtic this week or last week and he was looking at strikers to uh, help Edward because as far as he's concerned Timothy Way as a winger and Ollie Burke shouldn't be used as a striker which I sort of agree with but um, but it is interesting to see where they go the, the other thing I guess is that Kelly still managed to impress despite having about 11 fit players in the squad. Yeah, and that was... I was worried going into the game and worried going into the weekend because I genuinely thought Kelly might take a doing 
and that Hibs might win. And we go into the last three games only two points, um, two points ahead of Hibs. So for me, I, I enjoyed the weekend mm. of football, even though we got beat because Kelly, I thought, were, were excellent. Um, it slipped in the second half, but the, that first half performance was as good as I think I've ever seen Kelly play at Celtic Park. And, and, it, and it wasn't the kind of negative performance you thought they might have, given they had um, Gary Dicker uh, playing centre half alongside Alex Bruce, who last played ninety minutes in August for Wigan. So you could have thought they either just packed the defence and that was it, but they, they, they gave it a good go. And it was a composure. I think they highlighted it with Dicker. Dicker's just such a fantastic player. They, they highlighted it with him on um, on uh, sports scene. Um, Bruce Bruce was fantastic as well on his um, yeah essentially his, his first meaningful mm. game for Kelly because I think he came on as um, did he go off? he went off injured at Ibrox um, after about twenty yeah. minutes and then he came on as a very late sub against Celtic um, in the home game previously um, but he was so so good so solid uh, Dicker um, yeah just he's uh, one of those players that. And it's actually the case that all all the older players at Kelly they look like, apart from Boyd they look like they could play on for so much longer because Dicker looks fitter and more um, energized than he, he did when he joined. Like he just um, strolls about. He, he has so much composure on the ball. You see the same from Burke um, Broadfoot when when he's not um, suspended, which has um, been quite frequent of late. Um, he missed five five matches with suspension, like um, or will have done by the end of the season. The last kind of three months of the season. Um, but yeah, it was just a really nice performance, and and the thing was the four four two worked really well, and it worked really well even though I think a couple of the constituent parts didn't play well, which was um, Tishbola didn't have a good game in the middle of the park. He, he filled a jersey and he wasn't terrible, but he didn't give you what you need from two central midfielders. Power did power did a, a power of work. Tishbola was just and it was him that got caught under the um, under the headerage. It's, it's barely a mistake it's yeah. just I mean he's, he's not a header of the ball he's not, I've seen header of the ball very often and, and he's marking or, or being left to pick up some mm-hmm. units that can't be right um, and, and McElhinney up front just flatters to deceive quite a lot for me um, I, it was a game that I think had had there been a Greg Stewart there um, in that position I think Kelly would have won the game um, but the the rest of the players played really yeah, well including Liam Miller was his which was first start, I think. First start, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he kind of yeah, he's, he's looked a, confident. He's a dynamite player. You just see him. He's just he's one of those guys that it kind of bit like when Jones um, arrived at first. You can just see so much, so much talent and so much directness and so much kind of endeavour there. And, and he just wants to impress. Um, yeah, I thought he was fantastic as well. Um, Burke had a really nice game, apart from the absolute sitter that he missed. Yeah. But had that gone, it, mm. it was slightly spoiled by. Um, the very last bit where it broke him, but it came all the way I think from Bachman and passed up the park and it was patient and it was um, probably 20 passes to get from, from one end to the other and then Burke kind of got that opening. If that goes in maybe Kelly go on and win the game but um, yeah, it was just, it was just for a, I think for a game that we lost it, it couldn't have been a more mm. positive performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I, I think to I, I mean I agree with all of that I think the the um, it's kind of difficult to decide whether Chris Burke had a really, really good game or you mark him down because the like pivotal moment yeah. when all he needs to do is just mm. like pass it past past Bain. Who had a really good game and yeah. straight, you know, he's had a number of really good games and he's obviously made uh, the the number one position his own. But it was the game that like right, he's 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 the real deal. Yeah. Like, he's he's. Uh, 
he's not just filling a jersey and he's not just there for temporarily because his form's good. Like he's had so a strange game to pick up on, but yeah, I thought he was excellent. Um, but yeah, I think Killy managed to cause a bit of havoc and had had um, had Burke been a little more alert, had had Brophy been a bit more alert when he he robbed mm. Ayer and Well it was and very similar to the goal he scored against Rangers, but the yeah. problem was when it was Rangers, Joe Warrell would like, ran back like he was towing a truck, yeah. whereas yeah. Ayer got back really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um but it was a really it was a really positive setup that they had they had a goal I mean it, it it's kind of what Steve Clark does. He plays attacking football without going gung ho Everyone's organised. Everyone knows what their jobs are, but they they go at teams and they know where they're mm. weak. And that that was it was kind of the same thing again. I mean, it, Celtic could easily have lost that game. Um, very unfair on on Kilmarnock. Celtic had you know a, a handful of chances, but didn't. As has been the the case since since Lennon took over. I, if you look just at the stats and like say they're, they're unbeaten, they're going to win certainly the league. You would bet very strongly. You know, no, I still win the Scottish Cup as well. <laughs> they're up against Craig Levine's side, so they win the Scottish Cup as well. Um, but they look lethargic. They look. Um, they're winning games because they've got better players than everyone else, mm. rather than they've got. And you know they always do, but. It, if you're only if you're relying on winning games because you have individual quality, someone can outthink you, someone can outfight you, some and the less tangible things come into play. Um, but they and it was interesting with like the ghost of Davy Moyes haunting <laughs> round grounds over Scottish football, like you know less like. You know, it wasn't more like it was less like a scouting trip and some sort of like Scottish football final destination. <laughs> where is he going to end up next? But um, with him kind of watching on and there starting to be other managers linked, some of whom are more fanciful than others. Yes, I heard them. I bet like, they, they always been shot and done Mourinho today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I mean, they've been shot we... from a million to one. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we love to see it? Yeah, but I, I, I think if you were, you would have to be very, very, very confident that Neil Lennon is going to do things much, much better next yeah. season to give him the job. And I think that would be great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so would James Tavenier, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, anything else to say before we wrap up? Nah, or are we good? Um, Grant, so uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Uh, as always, you can reach us on all the usual channels and there'll be some collection of the guys on on Thursday. Um, so that's us. We're about to go and do the patron and it's the lower league winners and losers and there was a, a few specifically from the weekend. Um, so for now, Craig Anderson, thanks. Cheers. Tom Watt, thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.